Petro. Sophia. Shut up. Hello, I'm Sophia Lemon. Hi, Sophia Lemon. Hi. Hi, Sophia oh. Lemon. Wait, what? Oh, <laughs> I'm Petro. <laughs> I'm still um, I'm still a little bit floored by you just going, shut up. <laughs> this is new. I, I, I literally had my mouth open about to say something, and you said, shut up. Yeah. This is new. It's new. Welcome to new. People are going to be listening to this and like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I have a feeling that for the past 72 episodes, that's what people have been saying to themselves. <laughs> that might be true. So you're listening to Double Exposure Show, by the way. We haven't said that yet, but. Well, yeah, I was just about to say, welcome back. You are with Petro, myself, and Sophia herself. <laughs> and uh, you are listening to the Double Exposure Show uh, on something. <laughs> I'm positive. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and you're experiencing a new format for us. Uh, we're doing things a little bit differently. Um, yeah. Nothing, nothing's changing except how we do things. <laughs> yeah. So I hope you enjoy. So I hope you enjoy. Well, uh, yeah. So it's funny because we're going to talk about balance today, which was like insanely good timing given that we're trying this new format. So um, basically yeah. I didn't have a mental breakdown, but I did have a moment of this is a lot of work and it's kind of a waste of time. So yes, we're basically cutting back on the workload for the podcast. Um, so we're recording using a different system and we're going to be changing things with our website so that we're not spending hours of time writing show notes that no one's reading because everyone's listening to the podcast through their podcatcher of choice. So yeah. I like that. Is that actually a term podcatcher? I believe so. That's why I Amazing. used it. I okay. hope so. Um, so that I sound smart, and if not, well, if it's not, then, then you sound smart for inventing it. I just made it up. It's mine, trademarked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So a reminder that uh, our life is finite uh, was kind of brought this morning by the passing of Stephen Hawking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So hey, I mean, I would just we, like to we, say everyone seems super sad about Steve Hawking passing, and I'm like. This is- he did really fucking well for himself. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly what I wanted to say. I mean, um, I mean, we weren't very close. Like Steve and I weren't. We, I mean, we haven't seen each other in a long time—at least thirty-eight years. Yeah. And <clears throat> I respect the man immensely, but um, um, it's 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 as if a rock star passed away, and you know, and the, not that I'm comparing rock stars or making them better than a genius uh, of Stephen Hawking's level, but uh, I just find people are making a huge deal no matter who passes. And, you know, they're, um, I don't, I don't really like that approach. I mean, you kind of, you kind of just have to say like, Hey, this man was awesome. Can you believe what he did? And I don't know. I have something in my head that uh, is kind of brewing about it, but uh, yeah, again, a reminder about uh, our life and how finite it actually is. And, you know, you, you kind of want to make, make make the best of it and have some sort of balance in your life. And But before we get into that too much, uh, I just wanted to see, you know, what's up, Sophia? Like, uh, we haven't talked in a while. <gasps> we didn't We didn't do an episode. Yeah, we didn't do an episode last no, week. No, I mean, we recorded an episode, like an extra episode the week before. 
Um, I don't know, still practicing baseball, working. I've been, um, <laughs> Ralph sent me, um, this sale on this SEO platform. So I went on there and like <clears throat> ran my website through it and it came back with like a whole bunch of errors, like a lot, Beautiful. a lot of errors. So I've been working on that. And then yesterday I had like a, a quite a significant spike in um, emails from my website, like requests. I was like, okay, maybe it's working. <laughs> and I haven't even changed anything significant. So, um, you just ran a test. Yeah. Well, I ran the test and then it gives you a report. <clears throat> it tells you all the things that are good, all the things that could use improvement and all the things that you need to fix. <laughs> um, so, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> there's a lot of things that I need to fix and there's a lot of things on there. Like it says, I don't have a robots.txt file, which I do have. So that's annoying. Uh -huh. I don't know how to fix that error <laughs> since it's not an error, but anyway, so I'm working on that. Um, and I'll work on that a little bit today. Booking into 2020 now, which is pretty cool. Um, I know I booked my first wedding from my engagement giveaway, which is pretty cool because I haven't photographed their engagement yet. And like, they're, they're like, okay. we want prices on weddings and stuff. And then while we're doing the consultation on the phone for their wedding, I'm like, oh, by the way, you want an engagement session? And they were like, oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. So booking 2019, 2020, that's awesome. I've been getting, did, go ahead. Did they know they had won the engagement session or you actually, like, did you remind them or did you tell them? No, they didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. it's really awesome. I'm really liking this because what I did with the engagement giveaway was I targeted locations that are like not Owen sound. So the people who are getting, um, who are seeing the ad are from like Toronto, Muskoka, Guelph, Godrich. That's, that's cool. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it, and the funny thing is, so they're having their wedding at black Creek pioneer village in Toronto. And I photographed there before I've done a wedding there before. So I'm like, awesome. <laughs> so they, yeah, they just got engaged. They saw that ad. They went to my website. They signed up for the engagement giveaway. And then I sent out emails, obviously, um, like automated emails. They liked my work. So they booked me. I'm like, this is like the easiest way to book weddings for me. Like if I can, if yeah. I can book up a year in advance doing stuff like this, rather than going to like a trade show or waiting for people to email me on uh, from Google or whatever. That'd be awesome. Um, right. I've also had a bunch of um, shoots queued up for different blogs. So I'm going to have some new publications coming out. I had a wedding, um, wedding blog yesterday email me saying, we want to feature you, pick your favorite wedding and <laughs> send it to us. So that's, that's fun. Cool. <clears throat> Do they want any money for it or are they actually legitimately featuring? No, I think they're featuring, just featuring me. <laughs> we'll find out. That's pretty cool. Cause you'll hear a rant from me if they want money for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, there, there are some publications that do that. Um, I'm not going to mention them by name, um, but uh, they will reach out to you and say, Hey, we have a spot uh, for a feature. We want to feature you. Is there a good time to meet oh, yeah. for an interview? 
And so you meet for an interview and they walk in and they're like, okay, so uh, our feature is, uh, you know, a big deal. It gets a lot of people, uh, a lot of business. Um, here's how we can turn your feature into even a bigger deal by you paying us to yeah, include like photos I think, and things like that. I think they so, need to say that up front. Like if they didn't say that up front and I went and met with them or I scheduled a call with them, I'd be like, thanks for wasting my time. <laughs> like if you're going to keep that right. a secret and expect me to pay you, then I'm like, not, I'm not going to do that. So anyway, um, right. what else, what else? So Lendio, which is like, um, it's not a bank. It's like a lending service for small businesses. Um, mm -hmm. So I had submitted to them. They'd have a business blog. I had submitted to them like a few months ago. I can't honestly remember what for, um, for a request they had out. And I don't think I was featured. However, mm -hmm. one of um, their PR representatives emailed me a little while ago and said, I really like your ridiculously happy people thing. It's like, so would you be interested in doing a video bio? So I did the video bio and then they've just published um, an article on me. Excuse me. I had to burp. Um, so that's cool too. I don't know. Things are going well. Like I'm enjoying how March is starting out. Yeah. Except for I've been like super lazy That's and it's about darn time that it's getting light out later because <laughs> I'm like so deficient in vitamin <laughs> D. Like when I wake up in the morning right now, I'm like, no. <clears throat> I can't do it. <laughs> that's that's me today. That's me this morning. I oh my god, I was laying in bed and I reached for my phone on uh, on the nightstand, and and I I had texted you. You had texted me, <laughs> and this is what happened. I, I kid you not. I I grabbed the phone and I brought it over to myself, but I didn't look at it. I just held it in my hand and closed my eyes and fell back asleep for like another <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> it was it was pretty pretty bad. Um, but uh, you know what? I'm trying to find my own balance, and hopefully yeah. soon I will. I know. Um, I recorded a podcast with someone else yesterday. Yeah, you dink. <laughs> I was asked to be a guest host. No, just a guest. I hosted nothing. Um, <laughs> I was asked to be a guest on a podcast called The Infinite Game, I think. Oh, isn't it bad that I didn't write it down and I forget Whoa. the title? I know. That sounds right. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, it's with the uh, gentleman called Lee Man. He a gentleman called Lee Man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> man. Yeah. What, what, how do you say? Yeah. Okay. You, you know, I, English isn't my first language and, or my second. So where, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's going to be mistakes. Um, and him and I just sat and talked, uh, we killed three hours just talking, uh, which is kind of, uh, not unusual for me. I, I mean, I do like to talk. Um, but I think uh, it was a surprise for him. I think he was just kind of like, I gotta get going. Yeah. I gotta do stuff. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, I really enjoy doing that. I, I, we talked about you a little bit about how you're very much on schedule. Oh, um, great. you, you schedule your entire day. Um, <clears throat> and I'm completely opposite. Yeah. Uh, well, he asked, 
he asked what what is it that works about you two and i think i think it was a question for him uh personally yeah. because uh he's doing it by himself and he probably couldn't do it with a partner um and i and i simply said it's the fact that you are so scheduled you are so uh on the ball when it comes to time management uh and i'm not <laughs> i am completely opposite i'm kind of like well, I have 10 things to do and I have two days to do them. I'm just going to start, <laughs> you know, and then if I don't get done, I don't get done. I'll, I'll, you know, go into day three. Well, the funny and thing so, is that's why I have to be so organized. Cause if I'm like, I have 10 things to do in two days to do it, I won't start until the end of the second day. <laughs> this happens too, very often. <laughs> um, I try not to do that with printing or uh, my photography clients. I try, but uh, sometimes uh, life gets in the way and I choose life, you know, I, I, oh, right. That. If I can, right. If I can spend time with uh, Mia instead of going and starting to print before she goes to bed, I'll do that. Um, I will. Uh, Sorry. What I are was, you doing? I was you, looking at Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Where is your, where is your focus? I'm trying to get some balance um, in my life, Petro. <laughs> right. You're, you're balancing uh, the wrong things. Um, so, but yeah, it was, it was exciting. We, uh, we just literally talked about business and entrepreneurship. So if you do get a chance, uh, I'm not sure when this is getting published. Uh, maybe we'll share it in our face group, uh, the double exposure show group uh, on Facebook. Maybe we'll share it. Yeah, there. And we're uh, we're planning it. on having him on the show at some point. We plan to have him on today but this this man is crazy he's recording like nine episodes this week well that's just um, smart if i could get you to do that then we would do that <laughs> if you could get me to do that um i yeah mm-hmm. i guess so i guess we could get together and do you know fire off like 10 episodes and uh, uh have them for people but we we need 10 things to talk about uh, in case you guys didn't know, quite often Sophia and I are like, "So, what are we talking about? What, what's this? What's this? You know?" And I and I'll make a note. It'll be a mental note sometimes, but sometimes I'll literally like write it down. And I have wrote down two things for for this week. I wrote down balance and um, mental health state uh, as it relates to you know being a creative and running on your own business. And that's something that uh, I I wanted to talk to Lee about. Um, I know there's been some struggles for him uh, trying to balance a business and personal life. Um, and, you know, we definitely wanted to address that and see how, um, what kind of, what kind of impact it can do before, you know, if you don't catch it in time and things like that. So uh, we'll, we'll get him on. Um, if not, I don't think, I don't think we'll be connecting today for this episode. I'm, I don't think he's going to be calling in last minute, uh, but we can definitely get him on for, for next episode or down the road. So that's, that's pretty much all that's new and exciting with me. Uh, other than that, I've been, you know, hard at it. Uh, printing my canvases. Printing your canvases, which will arrive in a couple of hours, I'm sure. And they'll just be hanging out at your door. <laughs> well, my, my mother is at home because she's on vacation this week. Mm. Um, I always send your stuff signature, not required. So they yeah. just, well, they just drop and run. I know the Purolator guy likes that a lot. <laughs> you know, it's, it's different with every service. And, uh, <laughs> I have, I have a real passion for logistics. It's, it's so weird. Like 
I'm, I'm literally in the right thing. Like for me to do, um, product distribution and, uh, uh, order fulfillment for photographers, it's, it, it's actually very therapeutic. It brings a sort of a balance to my life because I love putting things in boxes and taping them and putting stickers on them and then waiting for somebody to come pick them up. Oh my God. Can you move up here? Cause you can do that for me. I have a box full of prints that I need to be packaged and sent out yes. like today. But I like to see for me, it has to be a perfect solution. I have to have all the materials. So the right box for the right print. Um, when, when we started doing this, uh, you would say t- t- almost 10 years ago, um and then bought the real expensive stuff like the the real big printer about seven years ago um as when we started this we we didn't anticipate growing so much i thought i would just be doing it for myself and a couple other photographers but we've we've grown to the point where i'm doing order fulfillment for photographers websites that are getting three to five orders a day and i'm shipping them between Europe and uh, North and South America, even Australia. So I've shipped to almost every continent except Africa. I have not shipped to Africa yet. Oh, I'm sure we can figure that out. Right? So if you're a listener in Africa, uh, send me a file. I will print it just so I can ship it to you. (laughs) Even if I just mail it in an envelope. Wait a minute. Have you sent Um, prints to Antarctica? I have not. Well, then you lied. That one could be a little bit more tricky. Yes. Is it is it even populated? Are there people... Do I don't do, think do, so, do but... people hang photos there? I don't think okay. that anyone lives there, but would we be, like, super ignorant to think that? No, I, I, I don't think anybody does live there. I think... Um, I mean, we could be super ignorant about the topic, but I think that at any given moment, it's just penguins and researchers... Oh my goodness. The number of people <laughs> and research and supporting scientific research and other work on the continent and its nearby islands varies from about 1,000 in winter to about 5,000 in summer. Was I right? Well, it sounds like um, people don't live there, that they're just right. there for research. They're alive there, but they don't live there. Yeah. Hmm. Excellent. So, so I'm going to guess that there isn't actually an address where you can send things there. <laughs> <laughs> and probably, probably if they got a package, they'd be like, is this a fucking bomb? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Who is, is everybody that paranoid? Photo co? <laughs> yes. Well, there, it'll be like government facilities and stuff. So like if, if they got a package from some like Lux Photo Co. in London, Ontario, they'd be like, it's, it's <laughs> New address. Who dis? <laughs> 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 Which is my favorite thing to to say to to people sometimes when when I haven't talked to them for a while <clears throat> and they just they just don't say hey how are things they just go right into a request yes. like, <laughs> I'll I'll reply with new phone who dis <laughs> by the way you didn't res- you didn't respond to some of my text messages yesterday so just for it's possible just for funsies I'm looking for a new laptop and so I've been bugging Petro about it because then Petro can bug Hannah about it. Because Hannah knows everything. So <laughs> can you explain this to me with, so the MacBook Pro comes in two different kinds or styles or whatever. Mm-hmm. One of them has the bar, that interesting bar thing, and the other one doesn't. Why? Right. Why? Um, why? 
So basically, it's just, it's like it has the insides of a MacBook Pro, but not the outsides of a MacBook Pro. But then why don't they just let you upgrade a MacBook? I don't understand. What is the flipping point? They're, they're different lines. They're completely, so a, a MacBook is intended for people who just need a, a small laptop to do like everyday work stuff, like uh, email, spreadsheets. Uh, I don't know what else people do on computers, Facebook, um, surf, <laughs> surf porn sites. I don't know. Uh, just everyday stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, MacBook Pro is pro, just so you know, is short for professional, meaning you're working. What? Right? You're working. Yeah, you're 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 making you're making things. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm being distracted by Lee right now. He says my meeting ran long. So sorry. Are you guys still able to do it? Do we do we get him to join or do we tell him to go away? I mean, he can join us and talk about balance. Yeah, if let's he do wants. it. So just add them and we'll keep talking about about um, MacBooks until he gets here. Um, I I still don't know now. Like that really complicates things because that just means that the MacBook Pro would be a little bit faster and a little bit bigger yes. than the MacBook. But they're the same price. Yeah. So that that's the, that's the problem is that when you um, – it's not like they started out with a MacBook uh, with all the available components. They they actually kind of started out with a MacBook Pro and made things smaller. And in order to make things smaller, they're not they're not going to be as fast. Like the the MacBook is actually a very fantastic computer. Like, can you even say that very fantastic? I don't even know. Anyways, sure, why not? I don't know. So we can we can we do, can what do we whatever want. we want. That's how we, it's, that's how we roll. Yeah, we uh, we're gonna do it. So. Uh, the MacBook is an excellent computer. It's it's perfect. It's it's a little bit of new tech. It doesn't have uh, ports. It doesn't have USB or audio ports. It just has a USB C port. So you charge through it. You connect through it because it's it's kind of like Apple saying, you know what? Let's move forward. Like we we haven't been putting CD drives in computers for five years. Let you know. Let's let's not put things in that you don't need. And if you look at the iPad, it's replaced a personal computer for lots of people, like thousands and if not yeah. a million people, right? My, my mom and dad each have an iPad and they used to have a, like a big MacBook or not a MacBook, a Mac Tower computer, like a, like a desktop Seriously? computer. Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, I, I, I brought it to them. I gave it to them. <laughs> they, they, they needed the computer. So I, I had them on a Mac for a while now. And when, when I gave my mom an iPad, I kind of just left it with her. And a week later, she's FaceTiming me, Skyping me, texting me. And and it's not that a 60-year-old person that wouldn't know how to do that, but consider that my mom had zero exposure to computers. Um, like, even though they had the computer, they kind of just didn't know what to do with it. And eventually, it just kind of died. Um, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> but because because things have been replaced by the iPad, um, you know, but there's still kind of a need for uh, to be able to go on websites that use Flash, perhaps, or to be able to type things. Um, think of think of writers. If you're a writer, you don't have a MacBook Pro. You have a MacBook um, because all you're doing is putting, you know, copy into a piece of software like it's. It's that simple, right? But the minute you need a little bit of processing power, the components need to be larger, and hence there's a MacBook Pro. Yeah. Um, then, then there's a MacBook Pro for creative people who need to kind of 
augment their experience a little bit. And that's what the bar is for. The bar is programmable. I haven't used it. I don't know much about it, but it just gives you a little bit more control, a little bit more of uh, It just does stuff. Like you can choose frequently used emojis from it when you're typing, or um, it does the, like, what is it? The eye touch or whatever with your fingerprint. Um, Mm -hmm. But... I guess what I'd really be debating between is not actually the MacBook and the MacBook Pro, but between the MacBook Pro and the MacBook Air. So if I'm debating between the MacBook and the MacBook Pro, I'm obviously going to go MacBook Pro because it's the same price and it's faster. But the MacBook Air is like $500 less or more. Um, I think it's actually Mm -hmm. $600 less. But is it significantly slower? Like I am (coughs) using it as a travel computer, but I will use it for like, I'm going to record podcast episodes in it. And occasionally I'm going to open Photoshop. Um, I would like to run Lightroom on it, but I run Lightroom on my laptop. Yeah, I run Lightroom on my laptop with um, smart previews. So it's actually remarkably quick. (laughs) It's perfectly fine. What I would just suggest is getting the the most rample still skin you can or... uh getting the a faster processor so by the time you beef up your macbook air it might be similar to a macbook pro you would buy you know what i mean price wise um and they're they're all like ssd hard drives now right for the most part um yeah i think i think the macbook pros will be and the macbooks are and the macbook airs have always been uh i think it's really difficult to get a mac computer without an ssd drive well Um, it's just smart at this point yeah um because I'm like I, I have been carrying around this 15-inch MacBook Pro <laughs> since the beginning of university, and it's it's still a nice computer. It's just I don't have to replace it yet, but I want to replace it at some point. Right. Just because it'd be nice to carry around something lighter. <laughs> well, let us know what you decide. Oh, uh, but and the battery a, life. The yes. battery life is huge. Well, yeah, let us know what you decide. And it'll be a perfect opportunity for people who are listening, who are uh, big nerds like us, to chime in on uh, face group and uh, let us know what they think, right? Here's, uh, here's another question. Here's yeah. an important question. <clears throat> because I have like three power like chargers laying around for the MacBook Pro, like I can't use those on the new laptops, can I? Or do they work on the new laptops? No, you need a little $10 adapter. An adapter for a power cord? That's scary. No, it just goes on the end. <laughs> little piece uh, of magnet. We'll see. I, I guess I'll have to send you one of the power cords. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Um, <clears throat> I just got word from Lee that he just finished his podcast. And he's. Um, it will take him a while to put pants on. So... Uh, well, maybe we we'll just record another one today with him. We will just, yeah, we will just join him later. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Um, yeah. So balance. That's basically what the article that Lendio did um, on me was about. It was like balancing life. And this is huge for me. So this year I actually, I don't think I have any weekends free through the summer, but I mean, it's, it's a pretty equal balance of weddings and ball. And I'm pretty excited. Okay. I have a lot of ball tournaments. <laughs> so I have my first <laughs> ball tournament in a couple weeks now. I'm excited. Um, so, yeah. Okay, were you going to say something or ask me a question? or 
No, no, I got other things, oh. but question, yes. <laughs> so one of the things that I said to Lendio and in the video, and maybe I'll share the video in the Facebook group, is that for me, being successful in business is being able to go for a hike in the afternoon or play ball on the weekend or like hang out with my friends, which I'm doing tonight. We're going out for like a girl's dinner thing, which is like funny Sweet. for a bunch of female ball players. It's basically like dudes hanging out. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you're just, now you're, you're casting. A no, stereotype. I am not stereotyping female ball players. I'm stereotyping this group of female ball players <laughs> who okay, are all straight, fine. by the way, but it's just like hanging out with dudes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I, I enjoy the company of dudes and females. And when when you get two yeah, in one, well, it, could be, it could be um, But I've been getting requests for weddings for this year on weekends that I have ball. And I'm like checking like the ladies who shoot for me. I'm checking their schedules because I'm like, Ugh, is, is Liz free? Because I could send Liz and then I don't have to go and I can play ball instead. <laughs> and that's pretty big for me because mm -hmm. I don't want to shoot every weekend. I want to be able to play ball. It's tough. I don't understand how people in like the Southern States do it when there's weddings all year round and they shoot every weekend. It's got to be tough. Yeah. Well, like having like 50 weddings in a year. Oh God. Let me ask you a question. Do you still have a, a Monday to Friday life? Um, because when you're not tied to a position that requires you to come in sort of nine to five, Monday to Friday, <clears throat> do you still have a weekend? Are you still kind of a Monday to Friday person? Because I'll be completely honest with you. I am not, I wouldn't know what day it was today if we didn't have a podcast. So I still work Monday to Friday. Um, and then generally I don't do work on weekends except for shoot. And I don't shoot a whole lot of, on weekends. So Weddings, for sure, obviously aren't on weekends. Um, through the winter, I'll shoot like engagements and stuff on weekends because the people who are hiring me generally work Monday to Friday and like it's too dark after five o'clock to shoot. Um, but for the most part, outside of shooting a wedding on a weekend, I still have Saturday and Sunday off. Mm -hmm. But uh, because I do do work on Saturdays and Sundays. I am prepared to do other things throughout the week. So like I'll have days where I'm not in front of my computer, but I don't know. I'm often in front of my computer just because I don't know. I like doing my work. So <laughs> I end up doing work. <laughs> right. But and that's, like, that's... Monday I went to Toronto with my mom to pick out some fabrics for some chairs that were getting recovered. Very cool which was fun. Went to the Mandarin. I feel like their food awesome. has improved. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. I, I would say you would have to, because you can only, um, you can only get, oh yeah, what's the word I'm trying to look, uh, uh -huh. <laughs> you can, I don't think I'll be, I'll be able to uh, recall the word I'm trying to use. Uh, <clears throat> but you can only go so far, uh, increasing your prices due to inflation and whatnot and not improve your food, you know? True. Um, yeah. So I was at the Mandarin uh, maybe three months ago now, <clears throat> and uh, I don't really like it. I don't I don't like buffets, funny uh, Well, enough. that would hinder um, the experience for sure. 
Yeah, because I, f- I just find that most of the time, um, you know, you're cooking mass quantities and people are just eating it regardless. So there's no care put into it. But the people I went with really like Mandarin. And I th- I think they just like to eat three plates <laughs> of food. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> and, it, and it's really interesting because this, this kind of goes along with, with balance a little bit. Um, I noticed that whenever I go with people who really love the, the Mandarin experience, the food that they get is food you can kind right? of get Right, like the macaroni salad or like, yeah. yeah. Macaroni salad, potato salad, uh, even French fries or onion oh, rings, yeah. you know, or chicken wings. And um, like they're, all, they're almost getting pub food. And um, I think it has to do with a lot with the fact that it's already ready and it's instant gratification. So they're eating it and, you know, whatever. Whereas I go for dishes I've either never had or that are unique to the specific culture or restaurant. Okay, but that's, that's so I'll, I'll try some. <laughs> because it, well, the Mandarin it, isn't. It can be. It, I hate to say it. The Mandarin isn't like specific to any particular culture. <laughs> True. But, uh, but I mean, Mandarin is technically a, a Chinese Think buffet, right? Sushi. So. Yes. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's fusion. <laughs> It's it's terrible sushi, by the like, way. Like it's American um, um, Asian food, <laughs> right? And and that's and that's totally fine. Um, it's just just the way it is. I don't have a problem with that. But I mean, I, I'll go for the for the food that I can't find anywhere yeah. else. You know what I mean? Um, and then I I don't load up. I'll I'll if there's like five or six dishes, I'll take a little bit of each dish. And I'll go back to my table and for the next 20 minutes, I'll sample it and kind of let it melt on my palate a little bit. And then like, I'm not, I'm nowhere near full. I'm nowhere near even eaten with the little samples that I've gotten. So then what I'll do is whatever I like, whatever's my favorite thing, I will go and make a plate Mm -hmm. based on that. So if it happens to be this kind of like chow mein concoction, I'll go and have that. Um, it never is, by the way. <laughs> but um, if it happens to be some sort of uh, ginger, pork, uh, whatever, I go and make a meal based on that. And I might have a side, like I might have a little bit of salad with it. I might grab mashed potatoes if, if I'm feeling that. But that's, that's it's funny because this is how I make my visit uh, to a all-you-can-eat buffet. And then I just eat that plate and I'm done. Uh, and I know that there's so much more good food out there and I can go back and get more, but I don't, I just leave it. I just go, no, this is it. This is a good experience. If I eat any more, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to hurt. And then I'm going to, uh, ruin my experience. And this, this actually relates to, uh, how I balance my day right. or try to balance my day. Unfortunately, I don't <laughs> succeed at it. Right. I, I don't take, uh, just a little sampling of everything. And before we started, I made a list. I made a kind of a list of like, well, what kind of things um, do you assign priority to in your day? Well, life. Okay. So <laughs> life includes everything, but it's, it's work, it's sleep, it's, uh, you know, eating, um, it's uh, entertainment slash uh, doing things for pleasure, uh, you know, doing things because you like it, whether it's hiking or walking or even playing video games. And uh, just just freedom, some sort of freedom where you're not tied to a schedule. So you can literally just make a cup of tea and go and look at the birds outside. Right. So uh, striking a balance between these things. So basically kind of like me at the Chinese buffet. um, 
kind of want to sample a little bit uh, of this into my day and then focus uh, a big majority of it on something that's really important to me, something that really makes makes my day. And that that's that's family. Right. Um, when I when I wrote down life, I kind of meant family. And the ironic thing is I I made a lot of changes over the last two years so that I can actually work from home. Because I knew that Hannah and I were going to have a, a child and Mia is like the world to me. I, But you wouldn't believe how little I actually get to interact with her. Um, between her napping and eating, um, there's, there's only a few hours in the day that she's, that she's awake, right? So, because uh, she's just a little eight-month-old baby. So... I'm having a hard time balancing my work because again, I'm working from home with my, with my life, with my, with the whole reason why I'm working from home. Right. So I'm happy that I'm at home because I can get away for a few minutes. But if I start on a project, for example, if we start, we just started recording and, uh, well, actually I say we just started, but the counter says 37 minutes. So small apology <laughs> to everybody who had to listen to me rant for the first 20 minutes to half an hour about something useless. Um, but, um, you know, she went down for a nap before she went down for a nap. Uh, she had, um, <laughs> mangoes and, uh, it was all over her face and chest and arms. It's, it's adorable, right? She's just a little babe. And so we give her, we give her a little tiny bath because the kid loves water. Um, so we put her in her little tiny bathtub in our, in our big shower and we fill it up and she just splashes. She has little Disney toys, um, finding Nemo and, uh, Dory and, you know, basically all the characters. And she, it's cute to see how she plays with them. And, you know, I, I like to hang out there for a couple of minutes, but then we, we got, we got this started. So by the time she wakes up, we'll probably be done. Well, at that point, I'm going to have things that I need to do for work. And so how, what, what do you do? Like, how do you choose work over your kid? Well, the fact of the matter is that you have to. So, you you know, that that's that's where that's where I'm, I'm kind of struggling, because what happens is sometimes I don't choose work. I choose my kid. Or I choose going out for a walk with uh, with Hannah. Today we would have gone for a walk in a mall because uh, we got like ten inches of snow, <laughs> and you know that means that work is taking a back seat. Um, and then when we come home, once Mia goes to sleep again, um, I would get working then. But then I also feel guilty because Hannah's at home, Mia's sleeping, and I'm working. And I feel like I want to spend some time with her. And so quite often I will actually put my work down again and go spend some time with her. Uh, we can do some meal prep or we can just watch TV or whatever. And uh, then once everybody goes to bed, I go, all right, so I have all this work to do. I'm now going to go start working. And I will do that until 3 a.m. sometimes. And then I'll go to sleep, but I won't get enough sleep. And so by the time I get up, I'm groggy now. I start my day over and try to make all these choices based on, uh, I guess, my mood. But if I'm in a bad mood because I didn't get enough sleep, I may not be able to even work. I may not be able to focus, you know. So 
Um, this is something that I've been thinking about the last couple of days, and I've been kind of struggling with with the right balance because I tell myself, well, the reason I work from home is so that I can be at home and spend time with my family. But when I have to work, I can't really spend time with them. All right. So I'm not really saying that I am great at it, but I have come up with a solution. And before before I talk about that, I just wanted to get some input from you, Sophia. What kind of input are you looking for? I don't know. Just make some comments. (laughs) So I had this very interesting conversation with someone the other day about cattle. And this has nothing to do with anything we're talking about, but you just told me to say some stuff. So, <laughs> Were you on Instagram this whole time? <laughs> I might have been on Facebook for a little bit of it. <laughs> so I, in a recent episode, I said something about this balance project that I was working on where I just, yes. I wrote my name in the middle of a piece of paper and in the four corners, I wrote down the, like four things that I need to do in order to keep my life in balance. And um, on that, I put, um, what did I put? Business social interaction, health, and alone time. And while you're saying all of this about like family time and stuff, I'm realizing I am totally screwed if I ever actually have a romantic relationship because (laughs) I will not have time for that person. (laughs) Because I'll be like, no, I don't want to hang out with you. I need to be by myself. (laughs) I haven't had enough alone time. Um, Yeah, I find that funny. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I, one of the things I was thinking about uh, earlier was, um, like, I, I guess I don't really take, I said I, I generally don't work on weekends, but I can take a day through the week. But for me, like, my job is so leisure. Like, when I'm shooting, it's basically socializing. Mm-hmm. And when I'm not shooting, when I'm editing, for example, I mean, I have to be at my computer and do that, but like I could be at a coffee shop or I could be at home in my pajamas. So I still get the time away from the office that people don't get if they work in an office all the time. I think that's one of the biggest issues is people feel like they're chained to a desk, whereas I can get up and go elsewhere. So in July... I'm going to Chicago and I'll do work from Chicago, but I'll be in a totally different environment. And I think that makes a huge impact for me. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is you can, you can still work. So you're not missing yeah, out exactly. on things. Um, and it's just, uh, I think it's important to make sure you don't work too much so that you can actually enjoy your trip to Chicago. Um, one thing I kind of regret about our India trip is that we, we didn't. We were so focused on work that we didn't see or experience India as much yeah. as we could have. Um, we still did. We still went on an, an adventure. We still did a lot of cool stuff. We did the touristy thing. Um, we went to a couple of different restaurants. Like uh, we didn't get to see uh, Bombay or Mumbai uh, in in its from from an actual tourist perspective like we went out of the city to to kind of experience india that's, a little bit i think that's better though and of course we were it is but i i still kind of wish we did the other thing too and i mean it would have been awesome if we had time to uh go to uh, new delhi too but you know what that that that's i'm kind of contradicting myself because i'm what i'm about to say is that you don't have to get everything done all at once right but 
I kind of regret we didn't. So what I'm going to do now is just maybe make another trip there and still kind of baby steps, do some, do a little bit of something. It, it's, it's hard balancing, balancing things is hard. And a couple of things that I wrote down in addition to that is, um, we we don't seem to as entrepreneurs uh, who, who wow that was a really weird sounding word as entrepreneurs that start businesses that um, basically creative individuals who start businesses too we tend to think that we need to have the projects uh, finished really fast and deliver them to the customer um, because if we if we don't give them real expectations they might hire someone else. Well, they will hire someone else next time if you do it too fast and you don't do it well. Okay, so I think it's important to uh, realize that it's okay for projects to take long time. Um, if your customer, if for example, your wedding customers, how long how long do you tell them it takes for you to edit the photos? Oh my god! So I think I've talked about this before. I tell them I think in their contract it says. 21 days for their gallery and I've had brides sorry I had one bride a week after her wedding ask where her photos were and she was complaining because her friend's photographer got the photos to them that quickly and I was like what did they hire a real photographer (laughs) like are you kidding me (laughs) Yeah, there's been times where we got photos uh, out in a day and majority of our photo editing only takes a day or less. Um, it's just Don't lecture me, Petro. It's just when we start. <laughs> no, but we we're we're always late because we don't start on time. Yeah. And it's because we we have projects that have lined up, you know. I'm not I wish I could say that I start and finish a wedding before I start the next one, but it's yeah. not it's that's not the case. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's okay to, to know that that happens. And I, I think being open to your uh, client and just educating them, listen, this, this takes a lot of time and I don't just work on yours. I, I sit down and here's right. my process. So it takes three weeks. It'll take me three weeks to get you the final product. Um, are you okay with that? You know, and, and if they say no, then say, all right, well, I guess we're not the right fit and it's okay to do that. I know it's hard to do that. Oh man. Yeah. I wish more people would do that. Yeah. Uh, I've turned clients away for different reasons. Uh, and well, and it's only been in the last five, six years before that I took everybody on and I bent over backwards to try to please them. But at some point I realized that there needs to be balance in my professional life or I will, uh, have a very short personal life. And the problem (laughs) is that the stresses that you bring on yourself, they have negative impact on how you, how you function, how you live your life and everything else. You know, I'm, I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I didn't sleep well last night because I went to bed at three o'clock and I probably got <laughs> closed my eyes at three 30. Let's just say that you I didn't would, sleep last night. Cause that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and, and really I, I still got almost six hours of sleep because. But wasn't know, six I, hours I of sleep good in. sleep? Hard to say, you know, I was, I was passed out. So <laughs> anyways, um, we, you need the, 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 the point is you need to make time and it's difficult to make time. If you, uh, feel that you're a slave to your business, if you feel that you're a slave to your customer, you need to realize that they're hiring you as a professional and they put their trust in you. Uh, when you call a plumber and it's not an emergency, 
you're not getting the plumber out that day. I mean, you, you might, if they're not busy, but they're usually like, all right, well, I have an opening on Tuesday, probably between noon and two, I'll be there. You know, it's, that's how it is. And there's a reason it's like that. It's because they're, they're managing a schedule. So they're saying, well, I'm only working nine to five or let's say seven to four. And I've even met people who worked uh, a very short day. Um, one of my friends became a nerds on site contractor. And when he did nerds on site, he did it from 7 a.m. until 1 p.m. And that's it. That That's his entire window of availability. So from 1 p.m. until 10 p.m. at night, he had whatever he wanted to do. And his weekends were free also. So he didn't make as much money as other people, but he still made a lot of money and he was happy about it because it opened up his day and he could he could do whatever he wanted. And <clears throat> I was a little bit envious of that. I mean, I was still in, in college at the time, so I, I didn't really have a, pro- a professional life yet. Uh, I was a little envious of that. And I remember thinking to myself, like, that's what I want. I want to be able to have a day free. I want to be able to have a day off or, or just the freedom to do everything. And it, it, I have to admit, it took me a while to actually be able to balance my work and my personal life. And I'm still not very good at it. Um, I think it's very important to have alone time. Uh, I love my wife. I love my daughter. Um, but I love having half an hour to an hour to two hours sometimes to myself. And I don't mean necessarily that I lock myself in a a spare bedroom and do whatever I want. Quite often, I will actually just surf the internet and look for things, do some research or read or watch YouTube videos. But it's my alone time. It's not necessarily work. It's not necessarily entertainment. It's just kind of like I give myself the opportunity to be bored. Um, do you, do you agree with that? Do you have any time where you, I mean, you kind of work by yourself, (laughs) but, um, do you, do you still like this? This is what I'm saying. Even, even if you work by yourself, you still need some alone time, some time where you're kind of away from a computer away from, from work. Right. So do you do that? Do you, do you take that time? Because from my perspective, I feel that you don't. But that's because, you know, I'm not there 24 hours a day. <clears throat> like me, Sophia Lemon? You, Sophia Lemon, yeah. Um, well, I put my phone down before bed, like an hour before bed. So there's that. Yeah. I'll do like whatever I feel I need to do in order to unwind so that I can sleep. Um, sometimes that will be folding laundry. It also includes packing my bag for the next day. Um I will but see those are chores to me. Those are things that you're you're kind of expected to do. I'm talking about unplugging. Let me, let me finish. Um, I don't want to, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> so I'll fold laundry. I think I get a lot of thinking time when I do that. Um okay. I'll take a bath, I'll do some yoga, I will yeah. pretend to meditate. Because cool. as we all know, I don't actually know how to do that. Um <laughs> But yeah, I get alone time. Sometimes I'll feel like I really, really need alone time. (laughs) Um, And so I'll like make a point of not talking to anyone. But even when I want alone time, there's some people that I am happy talking to and some people I don't want to talk to. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. 
<sighs> like there's those people that you're friends with that you just talk about nothing with. Do you know what I mean? Is, Is it a good thing? or a bad thing? Good. Okay. Like sometimes, sometimes I'll be like, it... I don't want to talk to anyone. And then I'll find myself texting my friend Carrie complaining about how I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, and sometimes you text me complaining about Carrie. I, I get it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll text you about random stuff. You do. You catch me off guard sometimes because it's like, like, like I'll, I'll be out of the loop. Completely. Well, you're like, I'm not prepared to talk about laptops right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but the the point of this is that people will actually wait. Um, people have no problem waiting if they're waiting for the right thing, and if it's a reasonable wait, um, you know, don't be like, hey. I'll get through this when I get to this. You know, I know you, I know you paid me lots of money to do a wedding or a website design or whatever, but I'll, I'll get to, I'll get around I to guess, it when I get around to it. So I guess there's something here some that money. I want to um, insert into the conversation, which is to communicate with your clients. So yeah, Petra saying there's no problem with taking time and it takes a while, for example, to edit a wedding, depending on your workflow but communicate that with your clients. So I ha actually, for example, have some clients whose wedding was in August and their album still isn't done because they haven't finalized their picks. Um, and I have a limited amount of time that their gallery is public for, for them to choose their photos. Um, and they've sent me some angry emails. <laughs> um, I just don't understand why the gallery can't be up <laughs> all the time until we are done picking. And obviously, as a photographer, there's a few reasons why I don't do that. For one, I don't want them to take 10 years to pick their photos for their album and then in 10 years have That's to right. fork over the money for an album. Um, or, geez, what's the other reason? Oh, yeah, I have to pay for the gallery. <laughs> This is a service I'm paying for. It has a lim it's a limited resource. Well, I pay for it. I pay for their photos to be up there. So I actually just sat down and wrote them that email the one day. I'm like, okay, I just want us to be all on the same page. I understand why you're frustrated because from your perspective, I'm just limiting the amount of time that you have to look at your photos. However, this is why. It costs me money to keep that gallery up. That's why it keeps going down. So like... Based on your schedule, I think it would be best if we meet or if I take the photos that you've picked and I design the album for you and then you get to say, no, take these ones out. Or you let me know yeah. when you'll have time to go on the gallery and I'll put it up for that time. Um, and then their response was completely different. Their response was, oh my gosh, we're so sorry. We didn't know that. Um, well, that's what it takes is a little bit of education. It's it's funny how many people I meet who have just started out and they do get into these arguments and fights with their clients. And I tell them, like, what if you just told them the yes. truth and you were completely upfront? Yep. Well, I don't I don't know. Well, try it next time. And and everybody says that they're like, yeah, I, I'm surprisingly people are very understanding. Yep. They are not. They <clears> are not fact. understanding when you just blame them, though. You have to actually communicate it. And I have heard so many horror stories um, about wedding photographers dis disappearing after the wedding and people never getting their photos. And there's a lot of things going on there. And I know we're going to talk to Lee Mann about like mental illness. And one of the things that I think happens there with photographers disappearing is not that the photographers disappear, but they're procrastinating so much and they have so much anxiety 
around getting this wedding edited that they just can't even bring themselves to communicate with their clients. And unfortunately Mm -hmm. for some people Mm -hmm. that can be so debilitating that they'll just Mm -hmm. drop off the face of the planet and they'll never talk to those people again. And those people will never get their photos. Um, so this is why I think it's so important that clients actually get to know their photographer beforehand, because you as a photographer should feel comfortable communicating with your clients and they should feel comfortable that you're not going to drop off the face of the planet. So booking your photographer over email within like five days and not actually getting to know them and just booking them based on price is not like a good way to do that. I I feel like if you're just booking your photographer over email, Mm -hmm. Whatever, without ever actually talking to them, then that photographer is likely the type of person who's going to be incapable of communicating later on. Um, but yeah, so definitely if you're the type of person who gets really anxious about these things and procrastinates, then maybe you're the type of person who should practice communicating with your clients more. So when you're starting to book them, try making phone calls or meeting them in person to sign their contract or just Take little steps to get to know your clients so you feel comfortable Mm -hmm. after the wedding being like, look, it's taking me a little bit longer to edit your photos than I thought. Don't worry. I haven't forgotten about you. I have your photos. They are not lost. Yeah. Some people just, some people will be miserable and won't be able Mm -hmm. to take that um, and will kind of be jerks about it. But a lot of people will be fine. Of course, there's also the like, you own a business, so get your shit together kind of yeah, thing. Exactly. And like, you need to get it done. So address but a the lot issue. of people can be, yeah, like, a lot of people can be understanding. So, well, yeah, you got to address the issue because if, if something's not working, um, like if, if, if this is constantly happening, figure out why, so that you're not killing yourself because literally the stress will kill you from always having unhappy clients, you know, I read reviews quite often of other photographers that people talk about on, and, and there are, there's once in a blue moon, there's a photographer who's just getting shit on by their clients and you kind of go, I wonder why. And it's the same thing. Photos took six months. Um, when I got them, they weren't actually edited and what's happening. It's, it's blatantly obvious that the photographer is procrastinating, having a difficult time getting to it, whatever the reason is. And then people bug them so much that they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Here you go. Yep. You know, that's, that's exactly what's happening. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Getting angry. Yeah. Off. And I was that person. I would take a lot of time to get photos back to people. When I first started out, I've worked on my workflow and now it's a matter of, I mean, I know how to speed up the process, but also I know I need to just get it done. The sooner I get it done, the sooner it's done. <laughs> right. Well, and this, this brings me to another point that's a little bit off topic, but uh, I'd say a big majority of people who want to become photographers don't realize that they just want to be photographers and photographers well, and, only, yeah. that they're not prepared to do the post-processing, the, the, the editing, the meeting with clients, whatever it is. If you got into photography because you wanted to shoot and create beautiful photos, but you can't stand editing them, hire someone or, to do that, outsource yes. it, or get so hired. a lot of options. <clears throat> if you hate the procrastination part about editing your own photos, for goodness sake, upload them to Dropbox and have someone else edit them for you. And then you're done. You can have like editing services call and edit your photos for you. Um, And they're probably going to produce pretty good quality for you as well. If you're hiring well, the other option is get hired as a freelancer. So 
the one girl who shoots for me, Liz, um, I should call her a woman because she is an adult. Mm -hmm. Um, she doesn't run her own business in the traditional sense. She shoots for other photographers because she just wants to shoot. She has all sorts of skills, but she just wants to shoot. And that's awesome for me. That's super awesome for me. Um, yeah. And I, I don't. And this brings me to the, to the point I wanted to make is that uh, as a photographer, so I can't speak uh, on the level of other creatives in this industry, but uh, I can touch on the graphic design possibly too uh, and web design. As a photographer, if that if you want to be a photographer but you hate the industry because of all the editing or meeting with clients just be yeah. a damn photographer just, literally just just accept that and and that will that will bring balance to your life because you've just eliminated two-thirds of yep. the workflow that and it's funny i miserable. don't understand why more people don't do that i feel like people go to school for photography or they get a camera and they think they need to start their own business and they need to do it by themselves but like <clears throat> yeah and it's okay to start your own oh. business and, and become like a freelance photographer. Yeah, but still but what I mean stuff. is, do you know, like, if you're just a freelance wedding photographer, if you're just shooting for other people and you're good, like, you're a flipping unicorn. People are going to want to work with you. <laughs> I think you can make more money doing that for than sure. actually doing your own wedding. Why not? Because you could shoot three weddings a weekend and um, then not work all week. That's right. And that's, that's exactly what I want to do. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I don't like editing photos. I can, I'm, I'm good at it. Um, I can do color density correction on the fly. Um, like when, when images come into print quite often, I'll reach out to the customer and say, look, they're a little too cool. Do you want me to make the adjustment or is this what you're after? 99% they're like, I have no idea. Do what you can to make them look good. And it's just a simple tweak, right? I don't mind doing that. But to sit and call and edit a wedding, not for me. No, thank you. So I'll go shoot a wedding all day long, but I don't want to touch the files anymore. And that's why I brought Hannah on board. And she knows that that's her role, so to speak. And she she doesn't even make a fuss about it, you know. Um, and, you know, we, we, we split the profit. We split the income. It goes back into our life. Uh, so it's nice. I have that in house, but moving forward with, uh, with kids and things like that, it's going, it's going out. We're outsourcing the crap out of that. And the reason you, you hit the nail right on the head. Uh, it's, I do blame the schools because the schools are teaching you how to do everything from, uh, shoot to edit, to basically share and deliver. And, uh, I also blame, uh, all these rock star photographers who are charging you money for seminars, who are, Basically, they're they're the ones who are teaching you what to do. They're the ones who are painting uh, the picture of what a typical photographer in business does. And it's you know, yes, the the workflow exists, but it doesn't mean that you have to do everything. And unfortunately, when we start out, we have a really hard time letting go of our money, and we don't have that balance. We where we go, <clears throat> well, you know what? I really do need to uh, have some time for me and my family, but I have all these photos to edit, you know, how nice would it be if you just sent them out, outsource them? And a lot of people tell me like, well, I can't afford to pay 250 bucks for somebody to do it. But I tell them, but you, you suck at it and you're spending 20 yeah. hours doing it. Yeah. So you're technically paying yourself, you know, like $11 an hour. Like, is, is that worth it? You know, or would you, would you go to work for $11 an hour or would you rather stay home and sort of 
not make that money. So you either need to raise your prices or realize that the customer paid for the editing. Yep. And if you're not doing it, it's okay to give it to someone else. Right. Um, and, and it, that that's, that's huge. Um, to, I wrote something else down kind of to go back about uh, album design and whatnot mm-hmm. to save a lot of time. I don't let my cl- clients pick photos for albums. Uh, I just tell them, I'm, you know, I'm just, I just ask them, do you want family photos in the album? And if they say no, I say, great. And if they say yes, I say, okay, well, um, just tell me which ones you'd like, you know, is it, is, do you want just the photos of you and the parents or kind of like all the extended family? Other than that, I just say, um, uh, my shooting style is, uh, storytelling. So I shoot for the album. Uh, it's my vision. I'm not going to have you pick out photos. I took candidly just sort of because I saw a good moment. I'm going to design the album for you and I'm going to deliver it, uh, as my vision. A hundred percent of the people have zero problems with that. So it might not work for everybody, but honestly, like at the end of the day, they're getting an album there. From my perspective, letting the customer choose photos for the album would be like letting the customer tell you what to shoot as you're shooting. Right. So imagine <laughs> the bride and groom is like, Hey, okay. Can you go over there and take a picture of us kissing? Okay. That, that. Well, and honestly, they sort of, sometimes pick like the oddest photos to put in the album as well. And they don't go well together and it's kind of a pain in the butt. So I'm sort of moving in the same direction where I think what I'll start doing is saying, okay, pick 10 photos that you definitely want to be in the album. And then I'll do the rest of it. Uh, When I used to do covers for albums, I would let people do covers. But now, um, literally, my album is a square black leather album if they want brown, I'll order brown, but that's the only colors you get. It, if you really want landscapey or um, portraity, like horizontal or vertical uh, rectangle album, if you really, really want it, I tell you that it's 20% extra because there's more uh, area to it. <laughs> Reality is it, it costs me the same. Yeah. pretty much right mm-hmm. but i don't want to do it because it's harder to lay out it's easier for me to lay out a square album and so i just tell people look it's a 10 inch square you can upgrade to a 12 inch and you get a six inch parent book you can upgrade to an eight inch that's your whole choice um i've never really i've had one person upgrade to a 12 inch they love the 10 inch they're like this is perfect um, but yeah, in the 10 years that we've done that, I've had one person upgrade to a 12 inch and that was, that was a pretty ridiculous wedding. That was a $12,000 wedding. It was one of our largest weddings we ever photographed. Uh, we had four photographers. We were doing onsite printing for a photo booth. It was kind of, mm-hmm. it was kind of awesome, but it was, it was, it was also overwhelming. Um, <clears throat> so the, I just wanted to kind of jump off topic a little bit and, um, throw that in because I, I had written it down and I'm like, Oh, when am I going to say that? So, well, I feel like we've talked about this yeah. a lot now, but I do want to know like a few things that you do to like bring balance into your life. Like if you were not doing these things, you would be unhappy. Give me some examples. If I wasn't doing these things, I would be unhappy. Yes. Uh, music for me is huge. So if I didn't have some sort of outlet where I played guitar or drums or, um, even, even the new website, like it's still part of music to me. Mm -hmm. Um, that, that to me is, is the most important thing aside from family. 
I like I have 14 guitars in this room right now. It's a mix between guitars and basses and acoustic guitars and um um each one is a little bit different and I and each one gets played probably once a week. Uh, well, with the exception of two of them that are kind of collectors items. Um that's that's a big deal for me also uh, making guitars. So woodworking, any sort of woodworking. And it's completely unrelated to anything to do with business or photography or anything at all. Uh, but these are the things that I just absolutely can't live without again, aside from family. So, um, how about yourself? Well, mine would be ball (laughs) and, exercise i guess cool and socializing which is hilarious because i'm an introvert that is kind of funny (laughs) but you you have been coming out of your shell lately which is kind of nice to see i don't know if i'm coming out of my shell so much as i'm just recognizing that i do like talking to people okay so you're like a crab you just bring your shell with you like i always yeah i always liked when we would go to like (laughs) coffee culture and stuff in london yeah or I liked like going out for dinner and stuff. I just haven't really been recognizing it. So now I'm starting to recognize it. Nice. That's good. Um, and, and so you need to make time for that. Yes. Right? Uh, and, and what I mentioned earlier about Stephen Hawking, you know, uh, he lived a great life. I'm sure. Um, poor man was confined to a wheelchair and he made the best of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I, and I, I have a personal example with that. Uh, Hannah's brother was in a car collision about three years ago in September. And his uh, co-worker died in this collision. Uh, he was driving a work truck and he was he's lucky to be alive. I may have mentioned this before. Um, I have never seen anybody recover so fast. And it's because he literally just didn't care. He's just like, I'm not going to let this slow me down. This is not, this is not going to get the best of me. Um, he didn't get depressed over it. And I mean, I see some uh, effects of uh, on, mm-hmm. on his mental health from the accident. A lot of people who have brain trauma, they have anger issues and they have uh, like their patience is a little bit more fragile. And I see the results of that, but the, the guy's walking around like he's like, he ne- nothing ever happened. And the doctors basically told him he may never be able to walk properly or like the, they've never, the surgeons, the everybody's saying this is a miracle. We've never seen this happen, you know. And I think a lot of it. We all agree that a lot of it has to do with his with his state of mind, with him just saying, "I'm done. I'm not going to sit in a wheelchair. No, I don't want to sit in the wheelchair. I'm going to go. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to make the best of this." And he doesn't let things slow him down. And I think that that's huge, you know. Um, but but little things like that make me uh, there are constant reminders that life is finite and you need to bring balance to your life in order to uh, have a meaningful <laughs> and fu- you know fruitful life, if you will. So make time for sleep. Uh, I'm I'm the guiltiest person for this. And and um, my wife uh, st- started nagging me a little bit lately for that. <laughs> and how awesome is that that she actually cares that my health stays good <laughs> that I have, that I'm in good health, you know, right. So I should be thankful and I am, uh, and that's why I'm talking about it today because it's, it's very important. Um, you have to make time for sleep so that you can actually be more alert, be healthy and 
uh, your, your clients depend on you, right? Um, the notes that I had made about the clients was that, you know, you don't need to please your clients. You just need to, you just need to do you, you just need to do your, your work well, and they will be happy. You don't need to go out of your way to please them. Like everybody always says, you know, under promise over deliver. Well, have realistic expectations and you won't have to under promise. You can just tell them, look, it takes, it takes four weeks to, to edit photos and get them out. And then if you have balance, if you manage your time properly, you'll get it out and you'll have time to be ridiculously happy. Um, I, I, I think that by doing that, by having some alone personal time and family time, it will allow you to go see the world, even kind of take vacations. It's so important to take vacations. Um, I, uh, I, I, I'm not going to elaborate too much on that because I think uh, our future guest is going to talk about that a little bit more in depth. And I kind of look up to him for this because he he makes time for his family and travels a lot and he runs a business like like ours. And I think, I think it's super cool. So something to look forward to, but um, uh, I think it's super important to network and learn from each other, right? I mean, you're listening to this podcast right now because I'm, I'm hoping that you think that we have something good to say, or perhaps you too love how my voice sounds. The, the fact of the matter is that you're technically networking right now, you know, just uh, as, a, as an observer, but get yourself out there and meet with like-minded individuals and talk to them about life, talk to them about things they're doing and ask them questions, especially if you're just starting out. There's nothing wrong with asking a question. And I find that this industry used to be a little bit more um, forgiving, a little bit more friendly. It is now a little bit more dog eat dog. People don't want to share their secrets. People don't want to share anything. You know what I mean? And and it's super frustrating. Um, So snap out of it, right? I, I think it's so important to network that I, if you don't have, um, if you don't have, uh, colleagues or people you can network with in your area, get out to a bigger city and find them. Or if it's not possible, then join a sports team. I think you will learn a lot from working together in a team, like playing on the team that will actually benefit you in your business. Um, I mean, when we, we, we talked a little bit about er, earlier about uh, photographers just wanting to do everything. Imagine mm-hmm. if you, uh, your team that plays ball, Sophia, if you mm-hmm. went and played a team where there was just one person. Oh, take a wild guess. I feel like you're stretching now. Who's going to win? <laughs> right it's it's well it's rhetorical so but i don't need to elaborate on this right i mean think about it that's how i see businesses and photographers that do everything themselves it's like you know you're playing baseball or hockey you know let's let's imagine you have a hockey team and there's five guys on the ice and one in net and the opposing team has just one person well it's a no-brainer the other team's going to do better and you're not in competition but the fact of the matter is your competition is doing this. Your competition has somebody to possibly book and uh, retain clients and uh, do all the admin work and all the communication. They have a dedicated or two photographers. Um, they have a dedicated or outsource uh, the editing and they may even outsource their album design. Um, and they have a, 
you're already probably getting somebody to print your photos or print your books that you, you know that you're ordering so just consider the fact that you know it's okay to have other people do other things so all right i feel like the next episode that we're going to record in like 10 20 minutes is going to take 3 hours so i think we need to wrap up now <laughs> <laughs> Roger. All right, Roger, you go ahead. You're done. I wrapped it up. I'm done. Yeah, I'm, you like slammed I closed it my book like, before you even said anything. <laughs> I did. I wrote a lot. I wrote a lot for this episode because it, it's actually very important to me, and I th- I think that. The information we give could could be very important to other people. <laughs> what else do you have to say, Petro? That, I was done. So was make it. sure you guys join um, the conversation on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And thanks to Benjamin Edward for our aardvark and Ben Sound for our theme music. Do we have anything else to say? No. This is it. Thanks no, for joining done. us. Until next time. (laughs) Get to work.